Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Wow, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place here today. And that is not a cliche. That is a reality. I believe the Lord has shown up today to meet your needs. I believe that as God has instructed Julia in leading the music to get today, your grace is enough. Grace and mercy, these are songs that were sung. Cover me, peace speaker, wonderful peace, and then what a beautiful name. That all ties together to let us know that there is grace and mercy and help in your time of need. And today I believe that God wants to take you and I to a place that we have not passed before. I was writing down some things in preparation for this message and many people are, are stuck in the rut. Uh, what do you mean preacher? Uh, the same old, same old, day after day, routine never changes. I, I mean, the same burdens, the same burdens you've been carrying for years, and there's no reason for you to still have them. Right. Same burdens. Why are you still carrying them? The same daily grind, the, the same mountain of debt, the same troubled mind, the same hurts of your past, the same failures, the same marriage problems, same job problems. And I'm here today to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. Well, preacher, not everyone has a perfect life like you. I would like to invite you to follow me any day of the week that you'd like to follow me. And you'll find out that preachers have problems. Preachers have burdens. Preachers have cares. Preachers have failures. But we don't have to stay in that condition. And I believe God wants to move us into directions of blessing and so Joshua chapter 3 and verse 4, I'd like to focus in on the last part of that verse. I'm going to read the entire verse. <clears throat> Hopefully you have your Bible. <clears throat> Yet there shall be a space between you and it, talking about the Ark of the Covenant. <clears throat> about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it that ye may know the way which ye must go. For you or ye have not passed this way heretofore. You haven't gone where I'm getting ready to take you, Amen. is what God said. Amen. Amen. Father God, I pray that you would take us where you want us as a church. Take us where you want to take us individually. Yes. 
Take us where you want to take us as couples, as families, as friends, and brothers and sisters in Christ, we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> My wife and I, um, from time to time, I will call her up and ask her if she would like to go out on a date. I would like to encourage you men to do that. I just want to tell you this was a cheap date. But it was a date that still lives in our memory. We had been busy with life and busy with things. And I called her and I said, what you doing? And she said, nothing right now. I said, well, meet me. I told her where to meet me. And, and she said, why? I said, just meet me there. I went by Chick-fil-A and bought two meals, put it in the trunk of my car, and then drove up and met her. She said, what is all this about? I said, get in the car. She got in the car and I drove her to this beautiful pond, ducks and, and, and it was just a nice place, park benches. I opened up the trunk and pulled out those very expensive meals <laughs> and said, I just wanted to spend some time with you. Yeah. Now here's the deal. I had taken her out many times, but I took her and did things different this time. I planned a simple get together. And it's something that we have looked back on through the years as one of our favorite little dates. I'm just telling you, at least I hope that she feels that way. <laughs> and I do want to tell you what made it special is it was a different path. There's a lot of folks that do not understand that you do not have to stay in your negative, beat-down rut. The devil wants to keep you with his foot on you and make you feel like that life has to be miserable. It doesn't have to be that way for you. See, God was about to do a new thing for the children of Israel. Moses had died and now Joshua, God is getting ready to exalt Joshua and put him as the man. And, and so God speaks to Joshua, but he tells him, I'm getting ready to take you to a place that you've not gone to before. These people have seen my signs, they've seen my wonders, they've seen my miracles, but they're getting ready to go to a new level. 
While I'm preaching here today, I hope that you'll start looking inwardly and I hope you will start letting your faith well up that you do not have to stay in your present condition. Now you might say, preacher, if it got any better, I'd have to be twins. It can't get better than what I'm in right now. Well, then you just bank this one and you just hold on to it because there's going to come a time that you're going to need some encouragement. Amen. Even Jesus needed that. Now, here's what happened in verse number five. The word of God says, and Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. He just got the word, I'm gonna take you to a place you've never been. The next verse, he declares it to everybody, get ready, get ready, get ready. God's gonna do wonders. God's gonna do something supernatural. God's gonna do something special. I just wanna tell you today, I'm not Joshua, but I'm Pastor Al Sims, and I'm declaring to this body today that God's getting ready to do something wonderful. He's getting, look at your neighbor and say, I can't wait. Would you do it? Now, Joshua told the people, sanctify yourself. In John chapter 17, it is one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. It is, if you have a red letter edition Bible, this entire chapter pretty much is gonna be red letters because it's Jesus praying and it's a specific prayer of Jesus for us. And he prays a prayer, part of the prayer was this. Father, I'm not asking that you would take them out of the world, but I'm asking that you would keep them from the evils of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Now that word sanctify means to consecrate, to dedicate, to be holy, to, to separate from your guilt, separate from your spots or wrinkles or blemishes. Now, I want, I've asked Brother Roger to prepare a slide and I want you to all look at it very carefully and tell me what you see. What do you see? How many of you see a dot? How many of you see a white screen? Overwhelming people saw a dot. And that's what I wanted you to see. That is a huge screen. All three of them lit up right now with a dot in the middle. Most people would look and see the blemish. See the one dot. That screen is, I'm not sure how many feet wide and how many feet long, but that dot is just a small fraction of what's on that screen. Yet still, most people saw the dot. And I'll be honest with you, if I'd looked at it, I'd have raised my hand and said a dot. Now, why did I ask him to do that is because preachers throughout the years have gotten in pulpits and they have told people about the dots that are in your life. Come on now. You know where I'm going. 
I could get up today and I could start telling you about all the sins that are possible for a human being to commit. But really, down deep, you know where the dots are. You know what the imperfections are. You know that what sins that you've got hidden. You, you know the things that you are daily covering up. Look here, years ago, Julia was in the Miss South Carolina contest. Jackie and I, we, we went there for the week and we got to see a lot of the, the girls that didn't have all the makeup on. Now I'm just gonna tell you, it is amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing what makeup can do. Look here, I need to get some of it. I mean, there was girls that had blemishes. I, when I looked at them during the week and I thought they don't have a chance. They'd walk across the stage when it was showtime. And I'd go, my gracious, how did that happen? I could get more graphic than that, but I, I'm gonna stop. The bottom line is there's a lot of folks that they cover it up. They cover up the hurts. They cover up the blemishes instead of fixing it. Come on, help me preach today. They cover it up. But Joshua was saying, if you get sanctified, God can do something big in your life. If you clean up and quit carrying the, the junk. Oh, you want me to name some stuff? If, if you get rid of some of that envy, some of that strife, if you get rid of some of that lust and, and get rid of some of the junk that we pick up along the ways, we wonder why other people get their blessing and we miss out on ours. It's because we've got spots that we're covering up instead of getting rid of the spots. And we wait on a preacher to declare it when we know what it is. Look here, when I go and preach somewhere, I generally do this. I go out in front of the people, I say, look here, understand, I've got a hole in the back of my hair right there. I, I, I've got more weight on me than what I need. I wear glasses, you've checked me out, now let's have church. Come on, we're good at recognizing faults instead of just dealing with the problem and moving forward. And Joshua was saying, before God is going to do what he wants to do, we've got to get things cleaned up. The very first thing he did was say, sanctify yourself. Now verse 10 is something special. And Joshua said, hereby shall you know that the living God is among you and that ye will without fail drive out the uh, before you, the Canaanite, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, all the ites. <laughs> he said, 
God's going to drive them out. God is going to drive them out. The battle isn't yours and the battle isn't mine. Ours is to say we're going to get ourselves cleaned up so that you can do what you want to do through us and the Gergesites and the Canaanites and all the otherites. I, I'd like to tell you that I, I believe we need to get rid of some parasites. You know what a parasite is? A parasite is something that, that gets hold or, or joins to a living host and then derives its nutrients from the host. You wonder why you, you feel drained. You feel you, you don't have the joy that you once did. You got some spiritual parasites that have latched hold and you're just giving them a free ride. When you get sanctified, it starts getting those parasites off of you. When you get cleaned up, you don't have those blood suckers sucking the life out of you. It's time to get rid of some parasites. I'd like to suggest that it wouldn't be bad to get rid of some uh, stalactites. Years ago, I went into a cave and they shine lights and, and a stalactite, for those of you who don't know, if you see things hanging down from the cave, uh, they have been developed over years, but they, they are hanging because they hold on tight, stalactites. Y'all will catch that in a minute, okay. <laughs> and, and simply what that is, is that is a, a uh, uh, something that hangs on. It's not a whole lot of purpose to it, just hangs on. And have you ever felt like, I've got to get it off of me. I can't seem to break it. And, and, and then there's the stalagmite, which comes and develops and builds up on the ground. And they can just keep building up over the thousands of years. And, and simply what those are is uh, a, a, con, a, a con, I can't get the word out. Anyway, it, it just develops from sediments that, that just keep building up, just keeps building up, just keeps building up because you didn't clean it. You didn't get it out. It just keeps building up. What once was a little problem now is a big problem. And instead of you navigating fine through your life, you've got stalactites and you've got parasites and you've got stalagmites and, and everything. You have to be careful of stuff in your own life. That's why there's so many people don't have joy because they, they just live with it. They live with the junk. But it's time for us to sanctify ourselves and move on. Now, there came time for the passing over, and I'm going to speed this thing up here. Before you can receive a new thing, there must be a willingness to leave the old thing. You're not going to get what God really wants you to have as long as you're satisfied staying in your old ways. Before you can receive a new thing, there must be that willingness to leave the old things. Some old things we tolerate and we accumulate and, and we get happy with it. I've told this before, but it is true. There's people that they get comfortable with their conditions. 
they get comfortable with their problems and they just hang on to their problems. It just becomes a way of life. We compensate for our weakness. We compensate for our problem that we have instead of getting the problem corrected. Okay, now uh, l listen to me. You, you can go to self-help books and, and go to seminars and all of those things. I encourage you, but really down deep, it's going to have to be a heart matter get it, to get it straightened out. Uh, you can read, but you're going to have to have God work it out. Now, now listen to this. We, we get... We, we get ourselves into the rut and we hold so tight that we can't receive the new. Brother Josh, come up here and let me, let me show you now. Josh, uh, I was in a revival service and, and man, I mean, people, oh, God was moving. We were laying hands on people and God was healing and doing signs and miracles and wonders and, and it was awesome. And, and after the service had been going on for a while, there was a, a, a woman that came up and, and she said, I, I have a real serious back problem. Josh isn't a woman, he's just helping me here. I got a real serious back problem. Well, I was already in, in full lathered mode. Now, for those of you who aren't used to that kind of, man, I'm telling you, God was moving and I was ready to pray for everybody and everything. And, and so I, I immediately got some oil and I got ready to lay my hand on her. And about the time I did, she grabbed my arm she, and, and she stopped me. And I said, what's the problem? And she said, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to be healed now. I need to wait until my disability gets approved. That's the truth. We get comfortable. I want my check. I'd rather have my check than to be able to walk normal. I, I, I'd rather grumble and complain about that woman I'm married to than to get myself straightened out and fall back in love with her. I'd rather fight day after day. Come on. I'd rather talk bad about my boss and tell the world what a no good sorry boss I have rather than pray and get God involved in your life. God's ready to do a new thing for people, but you must be ready to walk out of your past. We hold tight to those things and so we can't receive. God had told them, so here's what the deal was. God told the, uh, the he, he told them, the, the priest to take the ark and to step into the water, and as soon as they step into the water, the water was going to part. The Bible says that the Jordan stood up. I, I want you to picture it. I, I don't know how tall it went up, but the Jordan River started standing up, and the people went over on dry ground. Now, if you don't think that's a new thing, that's a new thing. Well, they passed over the, the, the Red Sea. Yeah, yeah, the Red Sea parted. But man, this was a, a different happening. The river quit flowing and it, 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 that's amazing. And, and so they walked over and when they did, 
God was telling them, you're going to leave your past and I'm getting ready to take you to a place that you've not been before. So they get over and then God tells them, I want you to take 12 stones out of the, the, the bed there and take it to the other side and these are gonna be memorial stones. I want you to remember that you passed this way and there's gonna come a time that your little children are going to come up and say, what do these stones mean? And at that point, you will be able to tell them that God parted that, raised that water up. We went over on dry ground and God did a mighty new thing. I wonder what some of those stones meant. I believe that the people might have said, look, look, look here, little Johnny, let me tell you this, uh, that stone right there, I want you to remember when you look at that, that God let us cross the Red Sea and brought us out of bondage. And that stone right there is where the, the uh, armies of Pharaoh were swallowed up by that water. And that stone right there is where God rained down manna from heaven. And that stone right there represents that God gave us water in the desert. Some of us might say, wow, that's a good story. It would do us good to sit our children down sometime and say, look here, little Susie and little Billy, let me tell you, when I started trusting God, here's how God worked in daddy's life. Here's how God worked in mama's life. We don't tell those stories and children don't have reference points like they once did. Now what the stones, they were set up and it came time that God was gonna do a new thing. And, and, and the new thing started. When they got over, the new thing started. Manna quit when they got over to the other side. They were getting bread from heaven every day, but when they got over to the other side, God said, yeah, you're not gonna need that anymore. I've got something new for you. What is it? A land flowing with milk and honey. I, I wanna tell you, they were brought into a place that a cluster of grapes was carried between two men. Now that is some grapes. Amen. When we get into the new Jerusalem, I hope God has grapes like that again. Amen. Don't you? So I, I'm rushing forward because I want to get to this point. The new thing started. And in Joshua chapter five and verse one, I want you to read that with me because here's, it says, and it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until we were passed over, that their heart melted, neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. Did you understand what I just read? When they passed over, the word got out that God was fighting for them. They, their heart melted and there was no more spirit in them. It took the fight out of them. If you're an athlete, you understand, you know, when you beat your opponent, you can look in their eyes when their spirit, when you 
put the dagger in. When you stuck a fork in it, they were done. And that's exactly what God did before there ever was one sword raised, one spear thrown, one arrow shot. God took their spirit away from them and these people now have the victory before anything happened. Well, where are you? Well, I, I, I just hadn't seen it yet. You don't have to see it. I want to tell you today, the devil is shaken in his ugly boots, if he has boots on. The devil knows that he's a defeated foe. The devil knows that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. The devil knows that God has your back. The devil knows that you're not, the battle isn't yours, it's God's. And so if you and I can just believe on it, God will take us to a new place. A new place. So here's what happened. An angel appears unto Joshua and says, take off your sandals for your own holy ground. And immediately Joshua started worshiping. Now, I can't worship because I don't know when it, if I just knew, if I just knew, if I just knew. Faith. Faith is that believing. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So immediately he started worshiping. In chapter six, we're already at chapter six. Chapter six and verse two, and it says, and the Lord said unto Joshua, see, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. They're done. I've, I've already given it to you. Well, Lord, they're still in a, in a, in a compound. The city is, is covered, surrounded, and, and how? And that's how we lose our blessing because we're trying to figure out God. We're trying to figure out God. God told him, said, it's already done. Now, he's already worshiped, glory to God. And God said, now, it's taken care of. Here's the marching orders. You know this part of the story. He told them, you're going to march around the walls one time every day. On the seventh day, you're going to march around seven times. You shall, um, uh, you, you not speak a word. And then on that seventh day, when I tell the priests are going to blow the trumpets, and then I'm going to have you to shout. And when you shout, victory's gonna come. Well, I'll shout once the victory comes, but I'm not a hypocrite, I'm not gonna, and, and I've heard people say that stuff. And until I, until I get my publisher's sweepstakes in my hand, I'm not gonna praise God. Until I win the lottery, I'm not gonna praise God for my financial blessings, come on. Come on, come on. Y'all know I'm preaching right, right here. The doctor says you've got this. Well, well, then that's law and gospel. Thank God for doctors, but they are practicing medicine. Come on now, come on, they're practicing. 
I'm not against doctors. Don't go away from here telling that, but I'm here to tell you that they're practicing. The Bible says, let all men be liars, but let God be true. Look here. They can diagnose and they can do their job. They can do as much as, their, as medical science will allow them, but that shouldn't stop you and I from believing that there's a God that can reverse whatever is said. Yeah, but look at how a mess that we are in our world. It's not big enough that God can't straighten it out. Amen. Your marriage isn't so messed up that God can't restore it. Your business isn't so messed up. God can't flourish it. Come on. It's time. So our job is to do the marching and keep our mouth shut and listen to the Lord and do what the Lord tells us to do. And if we'll do that, God will help us. I, I, I need about, give, give me about six or seven men here real quick. More than that. If as many are up there, help me out. Howie, hold the Bible. Howie is going to be the priest. I need about three of you over here, three in front of him. Okay? Now, turn, I'll turn that direction. I'll turn that direction. Okay, this is how God set it up. He said, we're going to have, we're going to have the priest go before. And these folks are going to have the trumpets. And, and, and they're not supposed to say anything for six days. Right in the middle of it, the Bible here is going to represent the Ark of the Covenant. And, and that was God's presence. So these people are covered with the presence of God. And then God said, we're going to have the back garrison behind or the re-reward will be back here. And, and so God was right in the middle of the whole thing. You want to, here's marriage 101. You want to know why your marriage is messed up? And I don't know why I keep saying marriage today, but you know why it is? It's because, here, let, me, let me just show you. Here's how we do. We, we let God over there. We don't really need God with our marriage problem uh, because we, we got it figured out. We're better than everyone else. And so God can be over there doing his thing. You will never have a good marriage or a good family if God isn't in the middle of your problem. Come on. So they go around and the word of God the word of God or the, the, the presence of God is right in the middle of this. On that seventh time around, the people blow the trumpets. The word of God is there. These warriors are here. And then God starts doing things. The Bible tells us that the walls fell down flat. I love the fact that you can go over to the Holy Land and still see remnants of that wall. Here's the deal. The Bible said that it fell down flat. The, they didn't have to chip away at it because it wasn't their battle. They didn't have to undermine it. They didn't have to blow it up. They didn't have to siege it. All they had to do was do what God told them to do as long as they did it. Now, look here. Sanctified, 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 sanctified. They're clean. They're ready. They're embracing the will of God. And now, all of a sudden, walls start coming down. According to um, uh, uh, archaeologists, they even think that the ground opened up and the wall just kind of went whoop. 
Can you imagine the people in there going, we got this. Whoop. I mean, that's like being caught with your zipper down. You know what I'm telling you? Do you understand? Wait a minute. Oh, whoa, whoa. We had a wall. It's gone. What do we do now? It was God fighting the battle for them. And God is here today saying, I'm ready to take you to a new place. Thank you very much. Stand with me or I'll preach until tonight and I don't need that. Listen to this. Then he told them, he says, come up out of Jordan and then God brought the walls down and there was a new thing that happened. They took that over. Listen to what else happened. After that, there were other kings, mighty kings. They started shaking, oh Lord, if they got Jericho, we're goner. One after another, God started destroying the Hittites, the Canaanites, the Parasites, all of them God started destroying. And God gave Israel a new thing. Now, here's one more new thing I've got to share with you. God started using hornets. Everyone say hornets. How many of you have ever run from a bee? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just telling you, it'll make you pick them up and put them down. David, were you one that raised your hand? Yeah, that big old guy right there. Here's a little tiny hornet. And David, you probably increased your 40 trying to get away from that. God said, Israel, Listen up. When it comes time, I'll just send hornets and I'll get the people out of your way. What's the sad thing is a dumb hornet could listen to its maker better than intelligent human beings. So God says, I need you to get rid of the Canaanites. There goes the hornets. God says, I need you to get rid of the Gergesites. There goes the hornets. God today says, I need you to get rid of their parasites. Get ready. God's gonna send some hornets to clear the path for you. I don't see those hornets. It might be angels of the Lord. It might be men and women of God, or it might be a hornet. Whatever God has to use, he's gonna prepare the way for you if you can but believe there is a new thing getting ready to happen in your life today. Now, what is it that you want? What is it that you want? Is your God smaller than alcoholism? Is your God smaller 
than mental anguish and confusion? Is your God smaller than lust? Help me now. Is your God smaller than your mountain of finances? Is your God smaller than what keeps you up at night and makes you cry yourself to sleep? If your God is that small, I'm asking you to consider my God. Because he said, I will supply all of your need according to my riches and glory, which is in Christ Jesus. But you must be clean because sin will hinder it. I've got to end with this. Please listen. They went into Jericho and there was a man by name of Achan. God told them, you don't take anything. But Achan took some Babylonian clothes, some silver and some gold, a wedge of gold. He hid it under his tent. He thought he had had it all covered but it wasn't covered. Israel went out to fight a little group and and the leader said, just send two or 3,000 men. We'll, We'll take care of them. They're nothing. And they defeated Israel. Israel lost 36 men as they were fleeing away from these people. Came back and they realized there was sin in the camp. God revealed, and it's a much deeper story, but God revealed that it was Achan. Achan said, I envied. I saw those fine clothes and that gold and that silver and I wanted it and I buried it under my tent. And God said, you go get it. They dug it up. They got Achan, all of his family. And they took him out and stoned him and all of his family and burnt everything they had. The bottom line was sin kept him from enjoying Canaan. And today, if you've got sin in your life and you're wondering how come it always is happening, and you might say, preacher, I'm trying to do, ask God to do the inventory. You quit doing it. Check me out, God. Put me under your spotlight. And if there's anything that is hindering my blessing, anything hindering my walk with you, expose it, God, remove it, cleanse me so that I can go to that new thing that you have for me. Bow your heads with me, please. Father God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, do a new thing. Reveal to us if there's any wicked way in us. Please, God, reveal right now if there's any wicked way anything that ought not to be in our lives, anything that would hinder us from being able to obtain the new thing that you have for us. God, right now, expose our wrong. And Lord, right now, as we just simply say, please forgive us and please sanctify us, God. Lord, right that quickly, you will take care of it. That quickly, you will remove it. I'm asking, dear Lord, right now in Jesus' name that you would do that. While every head is bowed, if there's anyone that you would say, Preacher, I've allowed some things in my life that ought not to be in my life. I've got some spots. I've got some wrinkles. I've picked them up along the way. I'm not proud of it, 
but I, I want to get rid of it so that God can really bless me today. Come on, just raise your hand up toward heaven. I, I need God to, to do a work. God, come on, raise your hands all over. People are raising their hands. Just raise your hands up. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. I, I've let some things latch hold to me. I've got some spiritual parasites that are raising up in my life, and I've got to get rid of them. I'm going to ask my altar team if you'd come right now. Come very quickly, altar team. If you raised your hand for anything, if you raised your hand, I want you to make your way right now. I want you to come. I want you to present it to the altar. The Bible says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. What's messed up in your life, bring it right now. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.